a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Never seen the sky so blue. The birds are singing, I got nothing to do. Hey, 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 hey. It's a sunny day. Sunny day now. My pocket's empty, my cupboard's bare. But call me illogical, I just don't care. Hey, hey, hey. It's just a sunny day. It's the KSL Greenhouse. Expert tips for flowers, trees, gardens, and soil. Our hosts are Maria Chaleos and Ton Bettis on KSL News Radio. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for the KSL Greenhouse. The number to call with your questions this morning, 801-575-8255. You can text your questions to 57500, 10 o'clock feature. It's, I guess we can pull out the pruners now, Tom? We can. I Before we get to the pruning, I want to mention really quick, I wanted okay. to follow up with a person asking about prairie rose crab apple. Mm, okay. It's fruitless. So I would go with that one. Okay. Ton has made a selection. Prairie yeah, just if you're putting it, it near a patio, you don't want to be fooling around. And the prairie fire does get fruit on it to where prairie rose doesn't. So go with that one. Okay. It is time to pull out the pruners. It is. And prune apple and pear trees. And that's our top of the hour feature. It is. And so I trying to Why explain how Why? to prune <laughs> over the radio. And I, I use this metaphor a lot. It's like trying to explain how to ride a bike over the radio where you just need to get on the bike and go. Okay. But the point is now is the time. It is. So now is the time. And so we've actually got a fact sheet from Kansas state on walking people through how to kind of train and prune apples and pears. They should be trained and pruned using the same pruning system. We don't usually use it, but they explain how to use a technique called central leader or modified central leader pruning. So here locally, we have the tendency to do open center on everything, whether it's recommended or not, as far as fruit trees grow. You know, that's where you cut the central leader out and let the side branches take over, which is fine. You know, you can prune that way. But with apples and pears, open center pruning causes a lot of sucker sprouts, those water sprouts that come up in the tree. And so when you see untruned fruit, trimmed, unpruned fruit trees in early spring and there's all these upright branches everywhere, open center pruning can make that worse. Hmm. The reason for that is in apples and pears, the central leader actually puts off a hormone that is specific to the trees that tells the other branches, I'm the leader, don't you grow up here. And so if you use central leader pruning, the leader will put off that hormone and it it won't prevent all of them, but it reduces the number of water sprouts you have in the tree. So that's why we're recommending this modified central leader or central leader pruning is because of that tendency. And there's a few others, but that one will suffice for now. And so when you're pruning, especially pears, 
because of their susceptibility to fire blight, I actually want to prune a pear very minimally. And so what I'm going to look for are dead and diseased branches. And those always come out and they can come out any time of the year. And so especially if you looked up fire blight and some fact sheets on fire blight, when you find those infections, they need to be pruned out so they don't kill the tree. So dead and diseased wood comes out first, and then you look at crossing branches. So if you have two branches kind of growing in an X, you know, and they're next to each other, you need to select the branch that is going to benefit the form of the tree. And so one pointing in toward the middle, you know, that's crossing others, that's the one that's going to come out. And then the fact sheet shows how to make proper pruning cuts, and I would recommend looking at those. But on pears, I don't recommend taking more than maybe 15% of the branches out if you can avoid it because with pears, pruning stimulates growth. And this goes for all fruit trees, but fire blight is especially damaging in new growth that then can spread into the rest of the tree. And so you're trying to prune minimally to cause that new growth to be minimal, you know, the new water sprouts especially, so that you can keep the tree healthy. Okay. Uh, The last thing, the worst thing you can do is just give the tree a haircut. It is. You're not shearing trees. I, I had a neighbor when I lived in the Cache Valley who... In the spring, on the first warm day, you know, I'd be out with the kids and we'd be cooking hamburgers or something. And she'd walk out there on a Sunday afternoon and she was a really religious lady that normally would never do that. Mm-hmm. And I I swear I could see her looking over the fence and she'd start making pruning cuts on her fruit trees. And they were the just the worst cuts you could make. And I would watch, and it would just be like a cat scratching on a chalkboard watching her prune. And so I would have to go over there with my loppers, and I think she knew. And I would prune her her trees for her because (laughs) she would just start whacking on those things and just making the most nonsensical cuts. And it was every spring on a Sunday when I was out there, and it was just kind of her way of saying, get over here and prune, or else you're going to be looking at these (laughs) the rest of the summer, and I don't, you know, and you're going to get it. (sighs) So at any rate, those kinds of cuts are not the kinds of cuts you want to do. You want to do heading cut. It's called a heading cut. It's basically shearing. You want to do thinning cuts, and there's other things in the fact sheet you can look at. Okay. So apples are pruned also to central leader or modified central leader. And it's the same technique, and you can take up to 20% of the wood out of an apple, maybe 25%. If you are, If you have trees that are already open center, then you are going to only take 20 to 25% of the wood out, but you just maintain that open center shape. All right. Before we break, because we have callers now waiting for us, um, does the, the do the tools that you use make a huge difference? They do. You know, if you only have one or two trees and you're only pruning once or twice a year, then, you know, a $20, $25 set of loppers from the hardware store is fine. You know, they'll make those cuts. And at that price point, they're usually not prone to falling apart. But if you have a more extensive orchard than just one or two trees, you may want to pay 50 or 60 or $70 for a good set of loppers. Hmm. Keep them sharp. Only prune. You know, there's videos online on how to 
sharpen them and things. But, you know, a good Corona is a company that you see in like Home Depot and local garden centers that make a lot of better consumer grade pruning tools. And so looking at brands, Corona is usually my base that I'll start with and then work up from. Uh, Fiskars also has a number of good consumer base, you know, just occasionally use products. So Fiskars and Corona are good two consumer brands. I like to use um, Felco, F-E-L-C-O, or Hickok that's available from IFA. Um, there's a few other companies out there that are really good at make more contractor commercial grade stuff. And for me, I would rather pay the 70 or $80 for a set of loppers and have them last me for 20 or 25 years than the $30 and have to replace them in three or four years. All right. Okay, we're going to take a break. You can find out more about pruning apples and pears. There's an article up right now on the KSL Greenhouse Facebook page. Coming back with your calls, we've got RJ, Lynn, Scott waiting. You can also text us 57500. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. Thank you for spending your Saturday morning with the KSL Greenhouse. Phone lines are very busy. You can call us 801-575-8255. Text us at 57500. Let's go to RJ, who is waiting very patiently in Clinton. Good morning, RJ. What can we help you with? Good morning. Hey, recently I've been looking at uh, what they call air, air layering to uh, propagate fruit trees or, and or basically any other tree. Can you give me more information about when's the best time to try that? Because I've seen on the Internet, some say in the spring, some say in the fall. Does that depend on the kind of tree? Are you just what doing I... this for hobby or what's your? what are your goals? Yes, I want to. I have some white nectarines that I don't really like the fruit of, but I want to graft in uh, or replace those trees with some orange nectarines. And so that's my main goal. And then my neighbor has some really good peach trees. I want to get some starts from him. Okay. I mean, if you're just doing this for hobby, that's fine. And, you know, it's fun to play with. But just out of how long it's going to take, the difficulties of doing such things, out of practicality, I would just tell you to go buy new trees of what you want. <laughs> because a lot of times, you know, people think, oh, I'm just going to graft into a tree not knowing that it may be two or three years at least before you ever see fruit off of that. And then when you were talking about propagating stone fruits, it's a much more technical and much more difficult than it it is in apples and pears. Well, air layering is not grafting. Oh, I know, but still it's propagating those trees. 
And so what I would actually have you do, Michael Karen is our propagation expert with USU and has played a lot more with a lot of this stuff. And instead of trying to just say, do it this way, I'm going to have you email Mike and let okay. him kind of walk you through it. And it's something you can do, but it's also something you just like one day don't decide, hey, I'm going to air layer my peach tree and just go do it. You know, you need the techniques and the equipment and, you know, kind of walk through because it isn't something that is, it's not necessarily hard, but it's just technical as far as what you need to do. And so when people start doing this, they oftentimes experience some failures before they actually will have success. And so mm-hmm. I, it's a great hobby. I encourage people to do it if they want to do that. And it's a good knowledge to have. But if you're just trying to do it some safe, to save some money, you may not actually be able to. So, okay. So his email is just the name Michael and it's not spelled any strange way. M I C H A E L dot Karen and C A R O N. A-R-O-N. At USU. Dot USU edu. Yep. Yeah. Mike does a lot. He teaches our propagation classes. He and another extension agent from Box Elder County will teach grafting classes and things. And he's done tomatoes and melons and all sorts of different things. And so I'm just going to defer you over to Mike and let him walk you through it. All right. Sounds good. And then as far as pruning like apricot trees, is that coming up after in March or Mid-March. Or? Yep. Mid-March. Sounds great. Thank you very much. I love you. You're welcome. Up. Thanks so much for your call this morning. And a uh, fun hobby, one that's way over my head. That's all I'm going to well, say. Well, the one thing I will say, you know, is I tell people, you know, instead of trying to muddle through this, just go buy a new tree or a new grave. But, you know, in, in some circumstances – you may not be able to find that particular mm, variety anymore. That too. Mm-hmm. Or we could, like the last three or four years, have shortages and fruit trees are only available locally for three or four week period and then they're really scarce. And so even though it does take longer, I don't want to discourage people from learning new things and finding new hobbies. And it's just more looking at the ease, economics, time. But there's a lot of people that really enjoy grafting and budding and air layering and do a lot of fabulous things with it. And so, but when I hear people, when they call in and say, hey, you know, I want Concord grapes and my neighbor has plants and I don't really want to be 10 bucks a piece from the local garden center. I, for the time and effort to buy what you need to do to do it, wait the full year, you're probably money ahead to just go buy the Concords from a local garden center. But the knowledge how to do it and the hobby of it and the enjoyment is completely different. And that's why I wanted to ask that because it would be totally fun to have a peach tree where you had three or four different kinds, you know, a couple of nectarines, a couple of peaches in it. That would be totally cool. And you could say, I didn't like the flavor of it, so I whacked it and I rebutted it or I aerolated it and whatever. And this is what I made. And there is a sense of accomplishment there to do that. But it, if it's just somebody saying, I want a home orchard and to save money, I'm going to go graft or air layer. It's not something that I would recommend as my first option. 
Right. We need to take a break for the bottom of the hour news. Lynn and Scott, you are up next. Number to call with your questions, 801-575-8255. Text us, 57500. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.